This episode is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the YDF Media Network and the Disney Dads Podcast. Jamie, can you think of a better time than right now to go to Walt Disney World? With so many unique and exciting things for you to discover at all four theme parks, this year more than ever is such a terrific time to visit. You can enjoy sun, fun, and savings when you stay in the middle of the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. New things are coming to Walt Disney World this year, and you need to get there now. New in 2019, get ready to explore the all-new Star Wars, A Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. This is your chance to live out your Star Wars story and discover who you truly are in a galaxy far, far away. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel at show at awaywithmetravel.com for all of your travel needs, and we can get you in the middle of all of the magic that Walt Disney World has to offer. And remember, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling, guys. And now this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you commercial-free by our amazing Patreon members. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Round one is over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Much of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and we are here to spread some Disney love across the world for everyone. And it's so good for you all to be here with us. We love having you. And having you guys talk Disney with us as well. It's June the 26th, 2019. And tonight I am joined by two of my brothers. I'm going to go ahead and say it because you know what? Although the big guy's out of town, we have recruited once again our adopted brother. We absolutely love him from the Mickey Dudes podcast, Joe Quattrochi. How are you, my friend? What's up? What's up, guys? How you doing? Thank you again for having me. Hey, dude, it's always it's always great to have you. It's it's uh, it's uh You are our... Uh, you're our, our, our DH. Am I using these terms right? You know, I'm not a baseball guy. You are our, uh, what our, our, our go-to kicker. I'm like, you're our, I'm like yeah, a reliever. You you're, you're, it's the call to the bullpen. <laughs> and when I get that call, like the text message, I'm like, yo, I'm totally down. I pick myself <laughs> That's called up. Justin tries to be an inside, inside baseball guy and doesn't work very well. Uh, Mike, what's up, buddy? You doing well? Nothing. I, I'm glad I got to see Joe. You know, the last time he was on the show, both of us were out, Jason and I, and I was in Hawaii, so I kind of missed out on that, and uh, I'm glad he's here with us today. And uh, and you guys talked about Italy on that show. Yeah. I mean, that, I would have fit right into that, but uh, no, I'm glad. It was a great show, and I got to listen to it on my way home from Hawaii, and uh, I'm glad Joe's here you know how that came off? Yeah, I was. it was awful, man. I was in Hawaii. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> well, as good you know. as Joe and I's company is, it's not as good as Hawaii, so it's, yeah. let's be honest. Where you're I'm at. just trying to be polite. I'm, I'm glad that we could, you know, entertain you on your flight back to the mainland Thanks. from the other yeah, island. Exactly, so. um, guys. We've got a really great topic tonight. It's it's one of my um, one of my favorite things to do at Disney, even though I've only done it a few times. Before we get into that, I want to get your guys' opinion on something. And um, we're seeing Disney take a really proactive stance recently on rumors and false news coming from these major major websites. And I'm not going to say any sites. I'm not going to you know do that. But a major site with over 100,000 people following it three times this week published false news. And Disney actually came out and said, nope, nope, cut it in the bud. Nope, not happening. This is the first time I really remember Disney doing this. Most of the time they just go, ah, whatever. We're not going to pay attention to this. But um, what's your guys' opinion on this? No, I mean, I definitely, I definitely think it's a good thing. I mean, listen, we all follow all the right, same exactly. sites. Right. I mean, we, we won't, we won't name any names, but some sites more than others. I will put things out there. I think people just want to be the first to quote unquote break something. However, you know, they're causing mass hysteria. <laughs> yeah, among they are. Yeah. Their, their most, you know, the, their infinity base. And Disney knows this. Disney knows that us who follow this stuff are podcasters and vloggers and and you know read you know the, the Disney Park blogs every day we get the most upset and the most vocal about it. And I think they're kind of being like, yo, this is way too much. This is, you know, they've raised, you know, they've had a lot to deal with already with the raising of the AP prices. And, you know, they've got a lot coming up with Galaxy's Edge opening up. And then now they've got all these other 
unofficial rumors that are causing hysteria coming out. I think they're kind of like, yo, this is we got to stop this right now because people are just getting upset. I think it's a great thing. Um, I agree that they've in the, you know, in the past have just been like, yeah, whatever, we'll let it die out. But yeah, I think it's just being like, yeah, this is it. We're getting ahead of it. You know, hashtag fake news. Like they're kind of putting a stop to it. I, I think it's a good thing. Now, my question is with that, do you think when the same people that are putting out the fake news that they put a stop to, if they don't put a stop to something, do you think maybe that now means there's some truth behind it? That's a good it? question. But here's here's my problem with the whole thing is, you know, the three of us are very in tune with what Disney's doing. And we kind of know the behind the scenes of podcasting, blogging, and all this. And we know that these sites... They they do these clickbaity titles. It was great. Somebody on on our page today said, uh, "I miss the days of when the worst clickbait you got with Disney was top ten things you didn't know about Splash Mountain. You'll never believe number six. And then they got on there and it was like it's a water ride. You know what I mean? Like it's it's gotten to the point now where it's almost like you said, Joe. They're just throwing anything out there just to get clicks and just so they can say, you know what, we got that one right." You know that it's that whole the do- the sun shines. You know on a doll. Yeah, uh, it's that way with those. But yeah, you are kind of right. I mean, with the fact of now, if they put something really random out there and Disney doesn't respond right away, does that put Disney in a weird spot? Are we all? Can we all go? Wow. Okay, maybe this might happen. I think there's been so much that's been put out there so quickly. They're like, yeah, we got to we got to address this. And it was probably brought up by somebody being like. You know Disney monitors of course podcasts. They, do, yeah. they monitor, you know, uh, chat rooms and Facebook pages. I mean, and I think that's it's a good responsibility to do that to see what their fans are thinking. And I think that this was almost too much. I mean, they're talking about closing of pavilions and you know, removing original attractions <laughs> and like it's <laughs> it's one thing. You know, they got rumored of like, okay, they filed for a permit here, or they filed for a patent on this. You kind of throw some out there. These are like major, major things, and they're probably like, yeah, this is. Enough is enough. We got a lot going on. We got a big summer coming up with Galaxy Jet just opening out in Disneyland, coming up at Walt Disney World. AP prices just went up. They got enough bad press with that already. I think they're just they, you know, they had a you know nip it in the bud. And I think that these other websites, this is my opinion. I put the stuff out there, better be careful because a lot of and I joke about this on the Mickey dudes. You know, a lot of these uh, websites are credential media are. as well. Yeah. They get invited. To certain, they get invited to certain events and previews. If they kind of keep this up, they might Disney might pull their their media credentials. So you know, I always said on the Mickey News, I'm like, oh, why don't we have our media credentials yet? <laughs> but uh, we're not there yet. But um, yeah, but they, these you know, sites better be careful because they might uh, they might not get the invite to certain. Well, things. even though we're talking about Disney and we, you know, we're a couple guys. We love Disney. We love we love everything about Disney. There has to be an integrity to it at some point. You know, there you like you have people that trust you. Uh, with your information by planning your vacations and planning their time down there. So there needs to be an integrity to what you're saying at some point. And, you know, we always try to not ever say anything unless we have it from reputable sources across across the way. But it is a couple of those sites that I've followed for years and years and years and years. And I don't know if it's just more clickbaity now and maybe just the way the Internet's progressing. Um, but it's it's definitely, I love the fact, love the fact that I saw a rumor come out today about the Tiki Room closing. And being replaced by Moana, and two hours later, D twenty three comes out and says, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, hold on, no, 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 we're gonna be your source of information here." And I think that technology and Twitter and the internet has really made it to where, hey, you know, we can combat this falsehoods and and everything that's coming out of some of these sites. So good on Disney; they have really, really. I hope they keep this up. I hope Disney keeps it to where they're gonna hold everyone's feet to the fire and say, you know what. If you're not, if you're putting out false claims, we're gonna call you out because that's embarrassing, man. That's embarrassing to have Disney of all, you know, to come after you and say, no, 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 you're wrong. I would be embarrassed. Although I have said I do want a non-disclosure, uh, or, or not a non-disclosure, a uh, um, what's it called? A cease and desist from Disney. I just want a letter. I'll quit doing whatever they want me to do, but I just want a letter to put on my wall. That's it. Uh, now, hey, what is the cost for those D23 memberships? Uh, I'm a D23 member. I've been a member for years and years. Um, right at 100 I think it was $99 for the family membership. All right, so so get, being that said, if you're paying for a membership so you can get information and other stuff kind of you know, ahead of everybody else, so to speak, don't you think that's hurting their bottom line if it's coming out from everywhere else? And they, maybe they're thinking, oh, well, you know what? I don't got to buy a membership because I'm getting all of this information from all these other maybe. websites. Maybe. That might be it. You know what? The D23 didn't really put out information early. They just put it out. Um, 
they're a great source of really inside information that's not even based on the parks. And they have a lot of things behind the scenes that they do as far as like news stories, um, historical aspects on the parks, Imagineers, uh, uh, you know, animators, things like that. And also they do some amazing uh, things around the country, really, that bring D23 members together, whether it be going to the opening of Marvel movies around, you know, and you, they'll send you a free ticket digitally to where you can go and meet other D23 members in your area and go see these movies coming out. Joe, have you ever done been member D twenty three? You ever you ever looked into it? No, I mean I, I've looked into it before, but I'll be honest with you, and Mike just kind of addressed this. I there's so many of the guys on the Mickey dudes that are D twenty three members that go out to D twenty three that literally I get the information right. as yeah. it's happening in our group chat. So and I'm more of a Disney Parks. Disney, some Disney movies, some of the guys are real big into the history stuff. For me, I don't think there's enough content for me to be like totally immersed in it all the time. I'm more of like a set of parks, you know, and resorts and some of the movies kind of guys. So really it's, 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 I'd rather take that 99 bucks and renew my golf membership for uh, the DVC. How's golf that program. going by the way? Yeah, number, member number, uh, number, you know, here member zero, 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 yeah. one. It's great. Uh, like I said, I got my handicap down there. I've used a couple of the perks already. Uh, I was going to go, uh, cause I'm going tomorrow for my staycation. Uh, it's a nice long weekend at Saratoga. Uh, however, they're aerating their punch in the course. Mm -hmm. They're also just finished up a high school national championship there. So I'm going to play at a different course in Orlando, but it's been going good. I mean, I'm definitely going to renew. I'm going to inquire about it. Uh, when I'm down there this weekend, just be like, hey, my membership's up in August. Should I renew now? Or, but it's been good. I mean, I think I've got my money's worth with the um, with the discounts on a couple of the rounds I played, along with the golf shirt. So I got to keep. I'm member one. I got to keep it up now. So I got to brag on Old Key West and Saratoga too, because the when we were down this this past time, we stayed in a newly renovated one bedroom at Old Key West, and it was incredible. And then of course the renovated rooms at Saratoga are amazing i mean th those two resorts are so cool and uh of course you know being right there on the golf course it's just it, those resorts have really changed over the years and one of our other mickey dudes mike stayed there with his wife he's a newer dvc member he's joined about about a year ago and uh he you know, couldn't get into anywhere else but he goes oh, i stay at saratoga and i get a text message like halfway through his day he's like joe i love it here it's so quiet it's so chill i said i told you I go, if you're looking for just something a little quiet, close to Disney Springs, if that's where your focus is going to be, I said, that's the place to be. I said, it doesn't get a lot of love if you want to go to the Magic Kingdom every day because it's so far. He was doing a Disney Springs trip, hanging out with his wife. He loved it, hanging out by the pool. So I said, listen, it's it's a, if that's what you're looking for, it's a great place to stay. And now with the updated rooms, because they did need to be updated. They were a little, you know, they were a little worn. Um, I'm looking forward. Hopefully, I'll get one of the renovated rooms. But, uh, yeah, it's a great place to stay. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, and I tell you, the one of the great things is waking up in the morning, having your cup of coffee, you're sitting on your balcony, and the last time we were there, our balcony overlooked um, one of the tee boxes, I can't remember what hole, and just being able to watch people hit their tee shots, it was it was a great start to a Disney morning, that's for sure. Yeah, especially you're a golfer too, so it's, it's always nice to, yep. yeah. it was great. And it's it's always easier to uh, watch someone tee off than have someone else watch you tee off. So it's <laughs> it completely changes the game. I never have hit a good tee shot when I'm playing through another group. So it's I don't I don't think I've ever told you guys a story real quick. Um, I played um, you know because the Lake Buena Vista course goes through not only Saratoga but Old Key West. Mm -hmm. yep. And one of the mornings that was the first tee time, uh, like 7 a.m. And I went out. I played like the front nine in about an hour. I was by myself. I played really well. And I remember, like, on the fourth or fifth hole at um, the fourth hole, I think it was at Old Key West. Old Key West goes to the front side. Uh, I had a gentleman offer me a cup of coffee. He's like, hey, good morning. I said, hey, how you doing? He goes, like, he goes, would you like a cup of coffee? He said, no, I'm good. I appreciate it. He was just yeah. sitting out there having his coffee. That's it was Disney great. love, was man, like, coming at you. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, you can't get any Mike, you play that, that course, so. haven't you? I have. I have. And uh, I especially like that part. I, I had a whole family watching me and uh, watched me flub a few shots from the uh, tree houses. And uh, <laughs> there was a huge group of people on the balcony in the back. They were barbecuing. It was probably about one o'clock in the afternoon. And um, yeah, I think they got a good laugh. So yeah. <laughs> I was their entertainment I for the day. That's all, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> See, anybody can play, honey, no matter how bad you are. Look. <laughs> What do you mean it was a waste on our Disney trip? Look at this guy. He never plays golf. Uh, well, I tell you what, guys. Uh, it's so much fun catching up. And, and I, like I said, I wanted to talk about that topic real fast just because it's very current. It's going on right now. And I want to get your opinion on it um, because I'm very proud of Disney. I'm very proud of what Disney's doing, being proactive with this. Uh, but we have an amazing topic tonight. Mike, why don't you, uh, why don't you bring us into our topic and let's dive into uh, to what we've got planned for the evening. 
Yeah, you know, uh, there's two things you guys know about, and it's a resort that I'm kind of dying to stay at. It's been on my bucket list. Uh, I've stayed at a lot of Disney resorts. You know, every Disney resort has its own unique you know something about it whether it's the ambiance whether it's the theming whether it's the feel whatever it is there's a resort that i definitely want to try and stay at uh it's been on the radar a few times and it's a place that some people have a misconception about and that's the grand floridian and um i it's come up a few times where i've had the opportunity to stay uh, i've never stayed on cash but it's had the opportunity to stay on dvc points i know you guys have all stayed there and i kind of want to get the ins and the outs so that maybe the next time i'm making a vacation i kind of keep it in my realm of yeah i definitely want to check that place out because a lot of people automatically think that oh the Grand Floridian it's going to be out of my price range or it's going to be something crazy or a lot of DVC points but uh, there's a lot of things worth to stay there and um, I kind of want to hear your guys input on you know one of the reasons why maybe I should be staying there I have stayed there I stayed there back let's see probably three or four times on cash when I was a kid so it did not come out of my pocket and I did stay once uh, on DVC points so I think my cash data probably when it first opened from like 89 to like 92 93 um, the resort was brand new and my DVC stay was last year. Um, so, you know, one was completely new rooms and one was old school, you know, when it first opened, uh, it's an amazing resort. Um, I always get upset when people say, oh, it's too snotty or it's too stuck up. It's, it's Disney. There's still people walking through a bathing suits and t-shirts. <laughs> this guy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, I mean, listen, it's, it's some of the best restaurants on property. Um, the rooms are fantastic. I mean, the DVC rooms are ridiculous. I mean, there's a reason why the the DVC is at capacity every night. I don't think there's a night that it's mm-hmm. not full. It's not like Sarah, you know, unless you're staying there, it's very hard to get a room on the seven-month window. Um, it's an amazing resort. I mean, I'm looking forward to diving into it tonight. I mean, there's so much to discuss. There's so many great restaurants and activities and pools and spas and monorails and boats and you name it. It's It's got it all. I mean, it really does. Orchestras and, I mean... TV shows and and, and and sitcoms were filmed there, for goodness sake. I mean, and, and music videos. That's how good it is. So I'm looking forward to diving into it. So I know DVC has a few options when it comes to the rooms. Uh, they have studios there, and they have one and two bedrooms, I believe. Uh, and I know that they only have a limited amount of rooms. I think they only have about 100 that's uh, you know, up for grabs when it comes to the DVC. Uh, Justin, what kind of rooms have you stayed in before at the Grand Floridian? So they have 200 rooms, and it is, I will say this, guys. The Grand Floridian is one of our home resorts. When we first joined DVC, uh, Bay Lake Tower was our original property, and then we added on at the Grand Floridian. And we didn't stay there for a few years after we added on, but we finally pulled the trigger, and we stayed there one time. And I have to tell you that these rooms are absolutely incredible. The fact of being able to brush my teeth and watch you know, Mickey cartoons in the built-in TVs in the mirrors uh, are, are just amazing there's something about the ambiance of these rooms that is just relaxing and so family driven i don't know if you know you feel the same way joe but when you're in those rooms you just feel like i'm home wow you know like this is amazing this is what i see on the commercials this is what i see you know those families walking into and i'm getting to do it this is an amazing thing and for a kid who came from uh, um you know just me and my mom growing up staying at the Grand Floridian was a dream. Like that was something financially we would never get to do. And so uh, being able to finally do that at one point was really a really cool thing for me to experience. Joe, you said you stayed at the DVC rooms, correct? Yes. Only Only once. once. I've only stayed in a studio. I've never stayed in a one bedroom. Um, Did you get to see the, I I saw the one bedrooms whenever we bought the property, but I didn't, uh, I wasn't able to stay in one yet. Have you stayed in the studio, one bedroom? It was, we just stayed in the studio. Um, We had some leftover points that were going to expire. So I decided to throw a flyer out there on a wait list. And And like two months before this day, it actually came through on one of the nights. It was like a Friday night too. It actually came through and it was absolutely amazing. Compared to the rooms at like Old Key West, Saratoga, you know, even, you know, uh, Boardwalk, the room just seemed very wide. I don't know if it was the color patterns or if they actually are bigger. Um, you talk about the TVs and the mirrors, just, just the little details like that. The fact that like we sat out on our balcony and we're just watching the monorails yeah, go by cool. and we saw a wedding and the morning that we had to check out, there was a wedding at nine o'clock in the morning. And I have video of the bride and groom walking out of the, uh, the wedding facility. And then getting into a horse-drawn carriage. That was awesome. I'm like, this this is Disney. This is why you stay at this resort, just to even be a part. 
my wife and I were clapping on the balcony and there were, people were like waving at us. Like we were literally clapping at like nine o'clock in the morning. It was very cool. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, yeah, people say it's classy, and, but you know what? It's, it's, it's just nice. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with just nice. You know, I like nice marble and I love the, the, uh, the Mary Poppins mm-hmm. theme in yeah, the lobby great. and um, it, it's just, it's just all, it's, it's a great place and the rooms are just fantastic. I mean, it's just, and I think a lot of it too is, they're not the same as when I stayed there as a kid. Like I was very lucky. The times are very good when, you know, I got to stay there as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, my parents had their own business. And now it's funny. My parents are staying, you know, we're staying at all stars and stuff. Right. <laughs> you know? So, but there's nothing wrong with that, but like the times were good, good back then. And I was very blessed to stay there. And I think a lot of times that one night I stayed there with my wife, I was like, listen, this reminds me of some of the best trips I had with my so cousins so and my cool. family growing yeah. up. And that's why the Grand Florian has like a special place in my heart. I've talked about this on on the other shows I'm on. You know, those are some of the best trips I had with my cousins. We all stayed. I remember the room, the buildings we were in. We were in Big Pine Key and Sago Cay. I remember like eating at Gasparilla Grill. We were on the Grand Plan the one year, which if anybody's a hardcore Grand Floridian fan, like that was the essentially everything was included plan. Meals, activities, everything. It was back in the day with the Gold Key mm-hmm. Club too, if you guys remember that. And it was just an amazing. It was an amazing time. So for me, the Grand Florida has a lot of great memories. But like I said, the rooms are awesome. They're classy. They're they're comfortable. I mean, there's. It's hard to explain it, you know. And until you really stay there, I don't think you should really kind of pass judgments. Like, give it a chance. Yes, the rooms are could be pricey, you know, points wise or cash wise. But I think everybody should at least, if they're able to, try it once. It really is a fantastic. Well, experience. let me bring up a let me bring up something that my family loves doing. I kind of talked Mike into it, um, and that's a split stay. Uh, you know, our family's huge on split stays. We love kind of checking out resources there. Mike, you were kind of hesitant on it when we first talked about it, probably what, a year ago, something like that. And yeah, I think it was one of our last trips. And and I kind of said, dude, just try it. I think you're going to be amazed. Give me your opinion on split stay because that allows you, let's say, you know what, man, you know what? I can't do a week at the Grand Floridian, you know, like for us financially, if, you know, if we hadn't bought DVC instead of having a massive wedding. And being very selfish the way we were, uh, we literally threw a party for nobody and just bought DVC. We wouldn't have had that financial opportunity either. But a split stay, we could have. We could have said, you know what? We're going to stay four days at Pop, and then we're going to go over and, and experience the Grand for two days. And that's something that Katie and I do all the time. Now, Mike, run me through your split stay. And was it easy? Was it efficient? Um, you know, How did you go about that? Because that might be an opportunity a lot of people have. Uh, it went seamlessly. I think we went from Saratoga Springs to uh, old, oh to Wilderness Lodge. As a matter of fact, uh, we really wanted to stay at Wilderness Lodge. It was one of those things where I think we were running a little short on points, whatever the case was, or they just the Wilderness Lodge wasn't available. Anyway, we had a, we had to pick and choose. Just, you know what? Instead of staying one place the entire time that we've stayed at over and over and over, let's just do a split stay. And uh, we were at Saratoga to start and Wilderness in the end. And literally checkout day, we brought our bags. That why well, they picked up our bags bell service a couple hours later they were there at the at wilderness lodge we were checked in they gave me the room number i mean it was completely you know seamless the only thing the only bad thing about a split stay is laura likes to unpack the minute we get in the we get in so you're unpacking and packing again but we were only at saratoga for a couple of days so we kind of lived out of the suitcases that was the only only bad thing that i could possibly say with doing a split stay other than that it was seamless they moved your luggage for you they took care of everything you just went about your day like nothing and instead of taking the bus back to saratoga you took the boat back to wilderness Lodge at the end of the day, and you were back in your room, and it was like uh, nothing ever happened. Uh, they moved everything over flawlessly. I would definitely do it again, and it was nice to have that opportunity to see Wilderness Lodge, and it's definitely something that will be on my top of radar when I want to go book uh, Wilderness Lodge. It'll definitely be one of the resorts because it was kind of like a hidden gem to us. You know, we never stayed there before, and uh, because of that split stay, we'll definitely do it. You ever again. do split stay, Joe? Yeah, we've done a old Key West boardwalk. And uh, Mike, I definitely think you did it correctly because, listen, all DVC is great, but some are better than others. Okay. And the fact that, as much as I love Saratoga, they call me Saratoga Joe on the Mickey Dudes, like to go from Saratoga, you know, to Wilderness Lodge, that's the way to do it. You step up, it's right? an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and old Key West is fantastic. And Jen and I actually love it. It's become one of our favorites. Um, but to go to boardwalk, it's like, okay, now we can just walk to Epcot. You know, now we can just walk home, walk to the studios. So we, we went from, you know, Old Key West, Boardwalk. It was kind of like a step. I won't say a step up, but it was a step up. It was, you know, so if you could incorporate 
a grand stay as a split stay, you know, that's definitely the way to do it. Now, I also agree with Mike. You know, I'm one of those people that loves to unpack immediately. I do too. Like yes. Like I like to, I like, I like to get it, settled. Yeah. But also, I could also live out of a suitcase. So I, I could go either or. If I, so the whole key is if you're going to split stay and you don't have a ton of stuff, just kind of try to not get settled too much, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because you're going to have to end up moving it again. But that's the only downside of it. Uh, but besides that, yeah, it's, it's it definitely makes for it makes your vacation like almost like two different states. It does, yeah. And you gives you and it gives you something to look forward to. Like, oh man, can't wait to get the boardwalk next. See where we're gonna stay. Walk into Epcot. You know, go to the uh, the clown pool. Uh, you know, it just gives you something different to look forward so to. So, fourteen days from today, I'll be in Orlando. Uh, actually, you know what? You guys wish me luck. Okay, fourteen days from today, everyone think of me because I will be standing in the Amway Center watching JoJo Siwa, the Nickelodeon pop star. Um, as my daughter dances around with bows on her hair and I have to sing uh, the boomerang song and do all that good stuff. Um, but after that, I'll be heading over to Disney and I'll be at Boardwalk. And then, of course, we have the amazing first Disney Dads podcast cruise um, on July 17th. But then when I get back on the 21st, I thought, man, I can't stop vacation now. I got to keep it going. So I, we're actually staying at the Grand Floridian for four days uh, after the cruise. So really, really looking forward to that. But it's not just the rooms that are amazing at the Grand. And it's not just the DVC aspect. Mike, there's so many amazing aspects about this resort. What's something that you, uh, when you think about the resort, as someone who's not stayed there, what grabs your attention and immediately says, that's going to draw me there whether I stay there or not? Dining, without a doubt, dining. Because, uh, like I said, Animal Kingdom is one of my favorite, and they have some of the best dining out of all the resorts, I believe. So you tell me a little bit about what I'd be looking forward to if I was going to stay at Grand Flow. And I would definitely uh, agree with that. It's, you know, my wife and I are foodies and we love to eat and not to give the same answer Mike did, but like you can't go wrong at any of the restaurants there. I mean, if you're lucky to get a, a, re- a reservation at V&A's, I mean, that's one of the best restaurants in the state Have of Florida. Have you done it? I don't mean to cut I you mean, off. Have you done V&A's? Victor- uh, so- <laughs> well, I mean, Victorian Alberts. We're talking about. Yeah, Vic, Vic, the, Victorian Alberts yeah, or Vicky yeah, and Al's. Yeah. I like that. But, Vicky and Al's. Um, hey, heading down to Vicky and Al's. We're going to grab Vicky some, and Al's. Yeah, that's what I we like call them, the Vicky yeah. dudes. So I, I've eaten at Victorian Alberts uh, back in night. I was 11 years oh, old. That's when they used to allow kids then. And I, and I, and I, the, yeah, well, and I went in there and my, my dad had I had a, a shirt and tie on, whatever we brought, you know, we prepared for it. And um, I remember I called it the bread and butter restaurant because I didn't like anything on the menu. <laughs> now I'm dying to get in there. So I, I remember very little about it. However, um, I just moved a lot of my stuff. As you guys know, I'm moving from Jersey to DC and I actually found, and I'll, I'll send you guys a picture later. I found our menus that were handmade to us as the date we dined there and what we ate that night. That's how gotta, awesome yeah, that place is. We got to see this. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. I literally just found like two days ago is in my box of Disney memories. So, uh, but yes, I have eaten there once, but I don't really remember much of it. Um, uh, but yeah, the other restaurants like Citrico's, um is like to me it's a hidden it's gem that's love it yeah. Yeah, that that's like yeah me and jen go there all the time even the grand floridian cafe is like it's so underrated it's a very good meal there so yeah i definitely agree with mike uh the dining definitely draws me there also too for me is the architecture i just i can't stop staring at these buildings i love like the, the white with the red roofs and you know i know it's modeled after the hotel del coronado in southern california but it just i think it's just such a cool looking hotel I mean, to me, it's just it's the architecture. I, I could walk around it all day. Isn't it amazing seeing that from the water. If you take when you take the boat back from the Magic Kingdom and you see from the water, you see the architecture of the Grand Floridian. It's it's just it's stunning. It's it's absolutely breathtaking. Um, I want to I want to talk about dining for a minute though because you hit on a few few of my favorites. Um, one Citricos is like you said, it's a hidden gem. So uh, if you're listening to this and you maybe can't get that California Grill reservation, you know w- when you needed it. Citricos, typically you can get a reservation a couple days out. It's it's really one of those, uh, for some reason, it's not a main, uh, st- like like no one actually goes there. I don't I don't know why. We always eat at like 5, 5.30, and the place is empty. I have, I have no clue why, because the food's amazing. Drinks are great. Atmosphere's phenomenal. I can't, I can't say enough great words. Um, but I want to talk about Victorian Alberts, because one of my Disney goals, I have Disney goals. Do you guys have Disney goals? Mm-hmm. You have yep. things like, you're like, okay. At some point in my Disney life, I am going to achieve these Disney goals. One of my Disney goals happened last year when I was able to stand in Walt's apartment and uh, stand right by, stand, look out the the window, looking you know over Main Street and and Town Square, and and think, oh my gosh, Walt sitting in this chair where I'm at right now, and and thought of all of his ideas. 
one of my goals is to eat at the chef's table at Victorian Alberts. I know we've had a few of our Disney family have done it. I had Victorian Alberts booked. I had it ready to go a couple trips ago. And my wife, who I love her to death, she's an amazing woman, but she lives on a diet of Cheez-Its and Mountain Dew. And uh, she just said, I can't justify spending that much money. Oh, you're drinking Diet Mountain Dew. Oh, come on, man. You can't join that team. It's all good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she said, I just can't justify some that, that amount of money. for. Food. I'm not going to eat anything. Like There's nothing that I'm going to eat uh, that, that they'll make. So I ended up canceling it. So I, oh, right man. now, I'm throwing it out there to the Disney family. I need someone to go to Victorian Alberts with me. I need a date to Victorian Alberts, and my wife will be fine with this. It's all good. So someday I am going to do the chef's table at Victorian Alberts. That is my Disney goal right there. Just It sounds like a little golf trip, Justin. It does sound like golf. Let's can... play some golf and then go sit at the chef's table at Victorian Alberts. That sounds like the Palma Magnolia right across the street. Oh, brother. But yeah, let's do it. But but just just to explain to you know everybody in the Disney family here, there's only 18 tables in Victorian Alberts, and that's it. Plus, plus, I think it's like the chef's table. I think it's called the Queen Victoria room or something eight. like that. Like, it, it, that, that's how small yeah. this place is. It's like super hard to get into. And a lot of locals do go there because it's that good. So for you to cancel, that's a pretty it big deal. Me. But I would always be down for, I'll throw a jacket and tie it on. It crushed my like, soul, <laughs> man. I was just like, this is, I just want to have this experience, you know. But it's okay. I, at one point, you know, we'll do. We will. We'll do a guy. We'll do a golf trip, and we'll go uh, eat Victorian Alberts. And I'll I, look. I'll woo you. I will. I'll put on my nice clothes. I'll deliver <laughs> flowers, and we'll go arm in arm into Victorian Alberts. I am not afraid of it. Let's uh, let's believe it. <laughs> believe that. I've seen it. <laughs> um, but hey, I want to talk about Narcuzzi's real quick. Another signature dining experience there at the Grand Floridian. Either of you two eat in Narcuzzi's. I, I've eaten it, like I said, as a kid. It's it's very seafood heavy, and I'm not a seafood eater. I've tried to talk my wife into going there because I know she loves seafood, but we just never have gotten there. However, um, if I could just share a very quick story. I have a lot yeah, of memories as a kid staying here. But Narcusis used to have, back in the day, early 90s, it used to be called the Seven Seas Seven Scooper or something like that. It was a giant champagne glass, and it was filled with the bottom was filled with pound cake. And then on top, it was seven scoops of ice cream with like all the toppings on it. And I have pictures of myself and my uncle eating it. And my arm is going into this glass. And like it, it was a thing. And I got that sick eating amazing. it every time I went there. It was it's like it was the amazing. kitchen it's sink not on steroids. Anymore. It, was, it, was, it was bigger than the kitchen sink. I'll have to find those pictures for you too. But if anybody out there stayed at the Grand Floridian back in the day in the early 90s, they probably would know of this. It was called like the Seven Seas Seven Scooper like dessert. It was absolutely amazing. But as for the food, um, it is seafood heavy, but they do have great views. Um, it's one of those places that people don't talk about. If you want to get a table for during and um, during Happily Ever After now, try to get something along the, uh, the windows to time it right with the fireworks. I mean, you won't be able to see the projections, but – you know, you'll still see the fireworks show at, while you're eating your dinner. Also, the electrical water pageant's going by, if you could time it there as well. I mean, so that's not a restaurant people usually talk about that you could have. It's always California Grill or even the ones in Epcot for illuminations. Well, this is one that you could possibly catch a little bit of the fireworks along with the water pageant while you're having we dinner. Have, I've actually never eaten here, but we have it booked for um, the, after the Disney Dad's Cruise. So we, we all be, be experiencing this. And my wife doesn't do seafood either, so that's always the – and I know, Mike, you know, you're – Family is kind of sticks away from the seafood as much as possible, just because you know, of uh, of what's going on. You know, Sammy's yeah. allergies. Yeah. So, um, but it's not just the dining. Um, the amazing thing about the Grand Floridian is the pools. There are some amazing pools at uh, at this resort that are just top of the line, great poolside bars, everything you can do there. I just, I Katie's first trip to Disney. I said, you know what, babe. We're just dating at the time. I said, I'd like to take you out on a boat. And I'd like to take you out on Seven Seas Lagoon, and we're going to go around, and you're going to see all this. So I take her out on one of the little little speed boats, you know? And one of the guys out there in a larger boat decides he's going to come pretty close to us and then turn, creates a pretty good wake, and the water comes up over the top of the boat and into the boat and just fills the, the one side of the boat with water, which she's sitting on. Now, we're about to go eat at Citrico's. So she is dressed in a black dress, and uh, and you know, and it's the middle of summer. Nice, hot, nice heels and all that. She's soaked. I mean, like soaked. So we go, we go back. 
gets to the dock. Of course, I'm dating her at the time. If we were married, I'd be like, that stinks, man. You know, that I can't believe that happened to you. <laughs> this is going to be a delicious <laughs> dinner. Um, but at dating times, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, do you want me to get you some more clothes? I want to do something like that. And uh, we go back. So she had to sit there and just like dry off in this little black dress as everyone else was swimming around the pool, and she still loved me and went to me with Citrica. So anyway, it uh, it was an amazing time, but the pools there are, are, are spectacular. And they have um, – the one thing I like about the Grand Floridian is they have um, servers that will come around and do your lunch for you and everything. Yeah, I know that um, myself and Jen, even as uh, we were spa guests over at Sense of Spa, we went for a, a treatment uh, maybe like a month or two ago. And you could use the pools there as well after your spa treatment. So we went by the, uh, it's called the beach pool. It's the one closest to the uh, the villas. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's servers that'll come by and take your order and you could just have lunch right, like, you know, laying in, underneath your lounge chair. And uh, yeah, it's very relaxing. I mean, you really don't have to like get up and go anywhere if you don't want to. I mean, you could charge it to your room and magic band, you could pay cash, whatever you want to do. Very relaxing. Food is good. Um, and that's what we did. We just had like some sandwiches by the pool and had some drinks and uh, made a nice afternoon out of it after going to the spa. And, and the pool is great. There. The waterfall. I mean, with they the have Mario a going behind it. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. And then, okay, so I'm a 38 year old grown, grown man, and I'm going into the Alice in Wonderland Mad Hatter thing that fills up and dumps yeah. water on you. My wife's taking video of it. It's fantastic. It's you know, it's it's as a grown man, I'm enjoying it. I mean, so it, it it's like I said, it's a, it's a very underrated pool experience but fantastic for the kids great splash area and the water slide and the waterfalls in that specific pool is awesome there used to be nothing it was just beach there back in the day and it's amazing how much they did oh really okay because i never went over there as a kid um so it's cool to see that what all they've done and added and i know there's been a few different remodels and and changes to the resort over time um i want i want to guys i want to talk about the ambiance of the resort i want to talk about the holidays and and kind of how the resort changes throughout the year mike have you ever gone over there around christmas time and and seen I haven't. You know, we haven't been able to get down around Christmas. We've always been down there around Halloween lately. The few times that we've gotten around Christmas, it's never been just as the cards played out. And I know the gingerbread house there is amazing. I know the lobby there is amazing. But uh, it, it just hasn't hasn't worked out that way, you know, uh, as the plans uh, dictate. Joe, uh, one of the things that's great about the Grand Floridian is when you walk in, at Christmas, it's the five-story lobby. I mean, it's a five-story lobby. It's 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 exactly like the animal. It's exactly like Animal Kingdom or like um, you know Wilderness Lodge. Some of these other great resorts that the lobby just it's breathtaking when you walk in. But whenever you walk in at Christmas and you see the tree, and you hear the piano player, and you smell the gingerbread from the gingerbread house, there's I mean, there's nothing better than walking off that monorail. I like coming in from the, the second floor, walking off off the monorail platform. You, that you said the hint of gingerbread hits you. If the piano player is not playing, the orchestra is playing Christmas carols. I have their CD in my in my wife's car. We have the Grand Floridian Orchestra Christmas CD in our car. It's a staple during the holiday season. We'll play that. The music's going in the background. You just walk around. Take your take your uh, time going down down the stairwell. It, it's great. I mean, you'll see people taking all kinds of pictures there, uh, in front of the gingerbread house, in front of the tree. It's a fancy. It really is. They do it so well there. Um, and the lobby just it really you can't you can't express how well it smells. How good <laughs> it, it does smells smell amazing. Like, it really yeah. does. It smells. It smells fantastic. I mean, it usually smells like the basin right. store that's in there, like you know, like, yeah. But to have it overwhelmed with gingerbread, it's pretty good. I mean, I'm not a huge gingerbread fan, but like you can't beat it during the Christmas season. It's like pumpkin. I like pumpkin, but around Halloween, I'm a pumpkin I fan. Hi- so, I thing. highly recommend Mike taking the family if you ever get down there around Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. taking the family over just for pictures because they have a photo pass photographer right there at the tree and it's just a it's a fantastic photo I mean it's 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 really really great Th- this resort for me when I walk into it it screams Disney for some reason and most people don't think that but when I walk in I just think wow maybe because I see it in the commercials and it's it's you know it's a very publicized resort whenever you talk about their camp ad campaigns they put out. But this resort is Disney to me. You can walk out of any door and see the Magic Kingdom. Well, what I think, too, is is that this resort was built, it opened in, like, 88, 88, 88. 89, yeah. I think it was 88. And this was, like, was this one of the first, like, Eisner's first? This was, like, this was his baby Renaissance. Yeah. This was his baby. It's still technically the flagship, but this was, like, the first one. Like, this was built in, in the... Um, uh, yeah, Beach Club were built, and it kind of started the whole Disney Renaissance. And I think that's why, 
I mean, think about this. It screams Disney. Okay. I said this in, in, the, in the intro. Kokomo was filmed there, the Beach Boys. Uh, the Full House had the Disney episodes there. Uh, Thunder in Paradise with, with Hulk Hogan was filmed there. I mean, there's so many things that were, fil- were filmed at the Grand Floridian that, like, come on, we're all Disney fans. When the Full House episode comes on, you know, we all stop and watch it. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if you're a Full House fan or not. So besides it being the start of the, the Disney renaissance and Eisner's baby and all of these things that were filmed there, I think that's why it screams Disney to us. I think it's, it, it's, it was that era, like where everything just kind of flourished and blossomed. It was the start of it. And that's just what I, a lot think. of people hate on Eisner. Uh, dude, he saved Disney animation and at the same time built up the Disney parks. And he's a fantastic yeah. follow on Twitter. Um, it's at Michael underscore Eisner. Go follow him. He's amazing. He's constantly tweeting out old pic, old videos and old pictures from when he was uh, in charge of, of Disney. It's, he's an incredible follow on Twitter. So go, go follow him. Um, I want, I do want to, um, ask, get Mike, I want to get your opinion on something real fast before we, before we start wrapping it up. Uh, Meisner's is one of my favorite classic lounges at Walt Disney World. It's one of, one of these places that time has seemed to not touch. As you go into it, you know, places get renovated, things change. But now we found out that Meisner's is, uh, and it sits, for those of you who've never walked in the Grand Floridian, it sits, it sits up, what, second or third floor up there, right behind the band. And uh, you walk back in there. It's very small. I'd say, what, Joe, your opinion, it only seats probably it's, 40 it's, people, maybe? I wouldn't even say that's, it's it's yeah. small. It's it's probably even less than that, but probably the official occupancy is probably like probably around there. But it's really it's probably one of the smallest deluxe lounges on property. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I would, would say, say so. so. Yeah, Jinx. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we've now found out that that is going to be overhauled and it's going to be renovated into a Beauty and the Beast lounge. Mike, what's your opinion on Disney taking these last couple of? Uh, lounges, places around the parks, things like that, and introducing, you know, these changes to them that are bringing in either intellectual properties or original ideas, things like that. You know, some things are left alone, better off, and I think that's one of the places that should because it was one of the, you know, it it had its character. It's it's nice, but, and I understand why they're putting Beauty and the Beast there, but could they have put Beauty and the Beast to other places? Yeah, you know, so I would, I would rather have kept the Grand Floridian to more of that traditional Meisner's Lounge. I wonder how it's going to fit. Like, because Beauty and the Beast being a French uh, film, French, it, it doesn't really fit the motif of American um, um, Victorian era style architecture and theming and all that. So I'm wondering how it's going to fit with the Grand Floridian idea. I mean, they would have better off. I said this on Mickey Dudes. They do would have better better off going with the Mary Poppins. They did that in the villas, and it kind of works out. Oh, it works perfect. Yeah, yeah. they they could have they could have at least done that. It been consistent all the way through. Or you know, they went with the Alice in Wonderland kind of theme outside of the pool. You could have kind of incorporated that very, you know, lightly into it, just have a little touch of Alice in Wonderland. But I just don't see the Beauty and the Beast. It's kind of like, nah, I, I don't see it. I really don't. Have you seen and the I images? At least it ain't. At least it ain't frozen. That's yeah, true. no doubt, right? Yeah, I know. But don't worry, that's coming. Frozen Two's coming out. We're getting something new. Don't you worry. could almost have IP overload. There's something about, like, for example, going to the Contemporary and just being in the Outer Rim Lounge, or you know, going to Meisner's. You don't. I don't need a Disney character in my face all the time. I agree, hundred percent. You know. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think that's one of the great things about some of these resorts is you have those places that there's subtle Disney touches. And you get the Disney feel because, of course, you have Disney cast members, which make Disney. We always say that on this this show that, you know, Disney's nothing without its cast members. That's what that's what it's all about. But whenever you get these huge overhauls, I just go, why? You don't need to. It's perfect. You don't have to change something. Just change it. It's perfect. Meisner's is the perfect. It just reminds me of something when I was a kid that I would see, like, my grandfather go into. Sit down, you know, have a bourbon. And just a scotch. a scotch, you know, a cigar and read the paper. And that, you know, it, it's, it's got that old world feel to me of, of the classic lounge. It feels very adult when you go there. Like, for example, if we're going to, well, Citrico's has its own bar inside. But if, you know, if we're going to do the quote unquote monorail bar crawl or you're going to dinner at Citrico's or Grand Floridian Cafe and you want to have, you know, you're kind of dressed up a little bit, maybe a nice collared shirt, khakis, whatever. You go in there for a drink. I don't need strollers or beauty and the beast or sometimes it's just nice to have like an adult beverage because you've been around 
chaos all day. It's nice to have a nice <laughs> yeah. relaxing drink, and I don't need it when I go back to my hotel all the time. I mean, that's the way I look at it. But no strollers. Like, and, and it sounds the, like a very anti like kid. Right. I don't have kids, but you know, sometimes it's all good, you just man. have a, a cocktail. You know, Dude, I have I have kids. My cat's kids, and sometimes we're anti kids. So don't worry. Yeah, about we, it. we we yeah we call uh, Fantasyland and in in uh, uh, Magic Kingdom the land of tantrums yeah. because that place is just there's always some kid on the floor crying. Most time it's the being... adults throwing the tantrums though. So <laughs> exactly, it is what yeah, it is. The land of tantrums. Uh, you know, Justin, you were just talking about some of the amazing pictures you can get during Christmas time over at Grand Floridian, but that brings me to one of my favorite things every week, and that would be Pictures of the Week. Picks of the Week, Picks of the Week, Picks of the Week, Picks of the Week. It's time for it's us time to for get us our Picks of the Week. So, Joe, since uh, you're our guest this week, I'm going to give you our uh, first Pick of the Week. Well, thank you for the honor that I appreciate it. So since we were kind of talking about a little bit of throwbacks with, uh, you know, original lounges and, you know, not having an IP thrown in your face, I'm going to take the pick of our Disney family member, Dan Rossi, who's over at Trader Sam's Grog, Grog Grotto. Say that five times. Fast. I know, right? It's impossible. <laughs> and he's talking about his family and uh, two shots of rum. Two so, shots, uh, of, shots rum. of rum. And that's kind of like, and I chose that one because... You know, it's that's like an original Disney, not an IP. It's like an original thing that was made up, and it's so popular, and it's so much fun, and it's not artificially made fun. You know, what I'm saying? it's amazing, dude. It's one of my favorite places at Disney. Yeah, it's awesome. So, like, that's why I think you know, talking about Misers, the same thing. It's original. Um, it's it's authentic, and the same thing with this, with the two shots of rum at Trader Sam's. So uh, that's my pick of the week is uh, is our friend Dan Rossi over at Trader Sam's last year. Love it. Very cool, and we'll be there shortly. Yes, we will. We will be in Trader Sam's, and I'll be having two shots Shots of rum. (laughs) Sounds good. Justin, hit me up with your pick of the week. You got it, brother. Hey, uh, our great friend Katarina Dupree, she is absolutely rocking. She said, my friends and I went to Disney Trivia again last night. The only trivia we ever go to. We didn't win. We didn't win, but we're pretty close. 31 out of 33, always a fun time. And not only that. But they're all wearing Mickey and Minnie ears, including their little one, who is rocking those Mickey ears with that big smile. Awesome picture. Keeping it family. Keeping it Disney in your own life. That's all we ever ask, and we love seeing from you guys. You guys are absolutely amazing. Thank you, Kat, so much for posting in the group. Very cool. Yeah, great pictures. Mike, how about Uh, you, buddy? Yeah, I'm going to pick our good friend Seth Dawson. And Seth Dawson has a picture of his son standing in front of the TV just gooing and gogging over the Moana. And I'm a huge fan of that movie, and apparently he is too. And Seth is a fan of the soundtrack. And yes, it is a very solid one. So, uh, Seth, you have my pick of the week. Moana, make way, make way. That was a great movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. My wife and I watched it right before we went to Hawaii, and it totally put us in the mood. I can't wait for Disney streaming service. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get my money's worth of that. Six ninety nine a month? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Enjoy that. While well, it's gonna be like twelve ninety nine before. I <laughs> Still There's worth so it, many, man. But you know what's funny? If you're watching, speaking of streaming services, real quick, like everybody's getting their own streaming services. It's essentially gonna turn into like cable where you have to buy everything. It is. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we're all Disney fans. We're all you know. It's like. You're gonna get it. We're you know, you're gonna subscribe to it for seven bucks. We're gonna get our money's worth out of it. What I hope is on it is I hope it would be fantastic if they put every old like Disney like parks like vacation planning video. Oh my video gosh, from every oh, year. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Or like Disney specials. I've got a that ton of them. Parks. Yeah. I mean you can find them on YouTube now, but like if you could have like a <clears throat> section of that, that'd be absolutely amazing. Mike would watch the Star Wars Christmas special every day. Oh every day. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I ha- I actually have a VCR tape of uh, my DVC uh, sales pitch thing. You know, just showing you the resorts and whatnot. That's how old. Do you really? Know. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. And kids right now in the car are going VCR. What's, what's a VCR? <laughs> That's a Simpsons. That's a Simpsons reference, which is now Disney, and I can use Simpsons references constantly now. So it's good. I, I have one. I just sent it to you guys. Um, back in the day, my. My parents bought a new Chevrolet vehicle. They got a video called, it's called Make Your Own Magic. And it was produced by General Motors. It's probably from the early 90s. And it was all about the Walt Disney World Resort and Epcot. And then it turned into a feature about the world of motion. It was awesome. Dude, that's amazing. 
All right, all right, I'm in. Now you know what I'm doing now, though. As soon as we get off here, I'm going to be in a four-hour loop up all night. You're going to be old school Disney videos and stuff. Shot for tomorrow. Your day is Donsky. I'm not doing anything tomorrow. Mike, close us up. All right, guys, listen, Joe. Thank you so much as always for coming on. You know, uh, we miss Jason obviously, but you, you know, you're a great. Great having you on. You're a great friend of the show. Uh, you have a fantastic show. Why don't you tell everybody where they can hear you on a regular basis? Sure, actually. Uh, the guys are recording tonight, so I'm curious to see what their topics were about. But uh, you can find us over at the Mickey Dudes podcast. And I'm also monthly over at the resortloop.com, uh, the DVC roundtable show. Uh, we're discussing all things DVC and some a little bit of the news over there. So uh, it's a lot of fun. So uh, you can find me there. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Quad. So, uh and I'll be in Disney World this weekend, too. So I don't know if it's going to come out, but I'll be around all weekend. Give him a follow. He's amazing. Hey, does that mean we're your new main squeeze if they're recording tonight and you're sitting here with us? Listen, man, I cleared my schedule for you guys. <laughs> they were saying, hey, we're recording tonight. I was like, nope, I'm booked tonight. I was wondering. I was like, hold on a second here. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, guys, thanks thanks so much for, for being here tonight. It's a lot of fun talking Grand Floridian. But I would be remiss if I didn't um, say that this episode is, is of course – from me, uh, very special because you're talking about um, Richard Gerth, who passed away last year. He was the greeter at the Grand Floridian, and there's so many people that he touched their lives, and he, you know, his smile and his handshake and a warm hug to all the kids as you enter the Grand Floridian. If you never got a chance to meet him, uh, look him up, because he was an amazing, amazing cast member that really created memories for decades and decades and decades, and uh, somebody that I really, really enjoyed every time we were at the Grand Floridian to stop and say, hey, how's your day going? Have a little chat. And he was always just so hospitable and, uh, and greeting to the Grand Floridian. So, Richard, uh, you were an amazing cast member, and thank you so much for the for the love you passed on. And to our Disney family, thank you guys so much for the love you guys pass us because we really do appreciate everything you all do with your pictures, your posts, your emails, your calls, and everything like that. And while you're doing that, if you're wanting to know how to interact with the show, Give us a call, 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. And also head over to our website, www.disneydadspodcast.com. There's the links to all of our social media, our emails, past shows, current shows, future shows in the future. If that makes any sense. Uh, but they're all there for you. So uh, go check that out. Um, but yeah, that is my closing words for tonight. Mike, how about you, buddy? Uh, I know I'm booking Grand Floridian for my next trip if it's available. You guys convinced me that it's a good uh, a good spot to check out. So, uh, and listen, I'm going to be down there in a few weeks, and I'll probably stop by the Grand Floor and check out the lobby and check out some of the lounges. And I think we're doing a little bit of a monorail crawl one of those nights too. Yeah, so we I'm are. Sure we'll uh, stop by a few of those lounges. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Listen, I had a great night, Joe. Thanks again so much. It's great to see you. I'm glad I got to be on the show with you this time. And. Uh, I'll see you guys soon. See you real soon, fellas. Good night. Night. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the wonder... And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.